Raw Truth podcasts may contain explicit, sensitive, and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster and are not based on the advice of a licensed psychologist, therapist, or other medical professional. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Women's lives follow many paths, twists and turns, and choices never planned nor expected. In life, temptation, anger, depression, and loneliness can lead a good person to make a choice that they can't take back. When facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. In this podcast, you will hear stories from women who made the choice to cheat on their spouses or partners hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, stories of female infidelity, an anonymous and no-judgment podcast created and hosted by me, Rebecca Adams. I was an unfaithful wife. You are not alone. Hello and welcome to Raw Truth, stories of female infidelity. We are back. Thank you so much for your patience over this last summer, being able just to take time off with a lot of things I had going on has been very, very helpful. But unfortunately, I still have not moved into my house. So we are recording this episode in the RV again. But hopefully within the next couple of weeks, that will change. We are so close. Everything is done. We're just waiting on a couple of little small things. And then I'll have a nice big bathtub and I'll have my own studio. I mean, and we're growing out of this RV. We've been in here for not quite a year, but let me tell you, <laughs> I'm looking forward to space. But a lot has happened over this last month, or excuse me, this last summer. Got remarried, got married in June. Um, we had our belated honeymoon and birthday celebration in August. So my voice is still recovering from that because while we were there in Hawaii, I got sick and I still sound nasally. So my apologies that this episode, I'm kind of sounding kind of funny. And then I started a new job in May, but now I applied for the supervisor position of where I'm at and got it. So now I'm overseeing the department in the medical center that I used to work in. So it's been a lot going on. It has absolutely just been nuts. Um, If you're a let's ponder person, something to keep in mind is that when we get going with let's ponder with Rebecca Adams, the Marine will actually be joining in on some of these episodes given his two cents worth from a male's point of view. So that'll be a kind of a nice new fun change. But um, other than that, we're going to go ahead and get started with today's story. And if you have been listening, and you've been wanting to subscribe to Patreon, um, and you haven't been able to because I've been on hiatus, by the time you listen to this episode, you should be able to subscribe message me if you have any questions. But I did have quite a few folks reach out to me asking why they couldn't subscribe. And because I turned the Patreon charges off, while I'm not putting out any content, it doesn't allow anybody to sign up. So it's open as of this episode. So feel free. Also, I just realized that I'm coming up on four years doing this podcast. And because I have the Patreon episodes and the Let's Ponder used to be 
midweek ponder and then it switched to let's ponder and now it's let's ponder with Rebecca Adams. There's a lot of episodes on those, but on this one in particular, just the women's stories, we're at episode 100. And that's an achievement. It's been four years and now I'm up to episode 100 for this. And, and, and I would do them weekly. I really would, but I just don't have enough stories. And if I do them weekly, we won't have, we'll be like listening to everything the first half of the year and then not. And so I do stretch them out to every other. And if we get more and more people sending in stories, we could potentially listen to these weekly. So something to keep in mind if you've been listening and interested in submitting your story. I'm always open to taking new stories, always. But with all that being talked about, let's go ahead and get started on today's story about Flora. I do want to put out a warning, though. There is child abuse discussed in this episode. Hello, Rebecca. I recently came across your profile on Quora, which led me down the path to finding your podcast about female infidelity. Nobody ever wants to talk about it, but it's such an important topic. My story is a bit chaotic, as I am both the betrayed spouse and the unfaithful spouse, but I'm hoping I may share my story with you. My husband and I have been married for nine years. He has cheated on me so many times that I've honestly lost track of the number and with whom. Recently, I found out he has been talking to others behind my back. Shortly after finding this out, I met someone who I really connect with and have developed a close friendship and a very strong feeling for. We both want to be together. I'm struggling with the thought of divorce, but want to move on from the pain and infidelity of my marriage and start something new, but truly have no idea how or where to start. I also feel intense guilt every day for my ongoing emotional affair, and I know either I have to stop the affair and decide to stay with my husband or end my marriage and move on. My childhood was pretty rough. My parents were never married nor in a committed relationship. They met at a bar and had many hookups. I believe my dad was going through a divorce when he met my mom, but I've never been able to get a straight answer from anyone in my family about the matter. I lived with my mom until I was 10 years old, then went to live with my dad and stepmom. My dad really didn't care much for me and didn't have much to do with me. My stepmom hated me and would do all she could to ignore me. My birth mother was very physically and emotionally abusive to me to the point of torture. She would abandon me for days, sometimes even for weeks straight, and I'd have no idea when she would be coming back or if she even would. When she would return, she would torture me, then lock me in the closet of the bedroom she was renting. Sometimes after abusing me and saying she was going to kill me, she would disappear for a day or two but then come back with toys, candy, and other gifts and tell me she loved me. Because of this, I've struggled heavily with abandonment and trust issues, especially in intimate relationships. Growing up, I had a small group of close friends, but during my teen years, they became quite the party animals, so our friendship melted away a bit as I wasn't into partying and hooking up. I'm 32, 
and I didn't lose my virginity until I was 23 with my now husband. I met my husband when we were both in the military. We were at a training station and met at the end of April in 2013. I didn't know anything about him, just that I found him mildly attractive and he tried striking up a conversation with me a couple of times in passing. One night, as I was walking to my barracks room, he called out to me while sitting on the staircase of the building. He was extremely drunk and took my phone and texted his number. From then on, we would text each other a little bit and seemed to always run into each other while walking around base. He wasted no time saying he wanted to hook up in the woods behind the barracks building. There was just something about him that made me skeptical and cautious, but I wasn't sure what. He seemed like a playboy, honestly, talking with many girls and flirting. I kept telling him maybe another time, but that I wasn't really interested. However, eventually, I gave in. We ended up meeting each other quite frequently about once or twice a week until September of 2013. We then were stationed in two different states. I was sent to Texas and he was sent to North Carolina. A couple of months passed and I didn't hear anything from him and then around the end of November of 2013, he texted me saying he missed me and we began chatting a little bit again. In early December of 2013, I decided to take a long road trip and go drive to visit him for a long weekend. I'm honestly not even sure why I thought this was a good idea, but I did it. Of course, he just wanted to hook up. So we got a hotel room for the night, and that was all we did. It was at the point I saw his phone, computer, and tablet, and they all had pictures of his ex displayed everywhere. He said he'd just been too lazy to change the pictures, and like a fool, I believed him. I went back to Texas the next day and once again didn't hear from him for a couple of weeks. He finally reached out to me via phone call mid-December saying he wanted to be together and that we should get married. He told me that I should visit him in January. So I did and we got married January 2nd, 2014. Due to the military, we still lived apart and it wasn't until late 2016 that we lived together. It was rushed and there was no real dating period or getting to know each other prior. It wasn't until later in 2014 that I found out that he had gotten two girls pregnant while he was in high school and had kids with each of them. I only found out because he had to start paying child support and could no longer hide it from me at that point. A few months after getting married, I found out he was having sex with a random girl he found on Facebook. They apparently were already planning on meeting up prior to him and I getting married and first started sleeping together a week after we were married. There were so many women and so many times that he cheated that I won't go over each incident as that would turn into an encyclopedia-sized document, but it was a constant thing with many different people. I found out in many different ways. He was never clever about hiding it, mostly by just looking at his messages. 
Once I discovered some pretty incriminating texts and Facebook messages on his phone, and also found out from his family and friends who came to me to let me know what he was doing behind my back. They said they had tried to confront him many times, but after several attempts, they decided to let me know the situation. He lied about every single one of his affairs, even when there was hardcore proof and I had walked in on him video chatting with some of them many times. Our marriage has been anything but peaceful and pleasant. He's raped me, abused me, and lied to me, and cheated on me so many times. In early of 2020, things seemed to finally be good between my husband and I. We bought a house together later that year and moved in February of 2021. There have been a couple of red flags here and there that something was going on, but I had no real proof and he would yell at me anytime I'd ask and just say nothing is going on and nothing has ever happened. The abuse and the rape had stopped at that point. The past year I had discovered he watches porn so much that it affects our intimacy. I can't remember the last time we were even intimate, nor do I even want to be with him if I'm being honest. All the cheating and lies have really worn down my nerves, trust, and patience with him. I'm no longer in love with my husband. I lost my love for him even before I met Sanchez. Meeting Sanchez only filled the gaps I've had and has brought me a lot of happiness and peace, along with some guilt and fears due to my experiences with my husband. I've been thinking about looking into divorce for over a year now. The thought has popped into my mind throughout our marriage, but I'm just too afraid to go through with it. My husband is a very angry person. He is and has always been filled with a lot of rage and constantly yells and screams anytime I've brought up just even separating. We have no children, thankfully, though children is something I've always wanted and he has told me he never wants any with me. I met Sanchez in September of 2022 while playing an online game. Yes, I know how this sounds. He lives on one end of the country and I live on the polar opposite end. We just started off as friends after we had played many matches together and had a lot of fun playing and talking with each other. Neither one of us ever intended to take things where we have or even become good friends. About a month after talking, he heard my husband yelling at me while we were in a voice chat. That, of course, prompted questions from him, asking if I was in a bad situation, needed help, or just needed someone to talk to about it. I told him everything. I had never disclosed all the details about my miserable marriage to anyone, not even family. My husband has tried very hard to keep me away from my family for some reason. As time went on, I realized I started developing real feelings for this person, which is weird because we had never met in person. We would talk every day, play games together, talk about random things, video chat, nothing sexual, honestly just video chat while running errands. That was just something that has really drawn me to Sanchez. His intentions were never sexual. He's a very handsome and attractive man, but doesn't like to even be around women who are just trying to flirt or throw themselves at men. 
He has been in one relationship prior and things ended because his girlfriend was cheating on him constantly and he finally found out and pulled the plug, so to speak. He hasn't been with anyone or tried dating in about two years. He and I have, at this point, shared videos, pictures, etc. that are sexual in nature, but he actually tells me he doesn't want me to feel I have to send or do anything, and that talking to me and spending time together, even if we live apart, is the most satisfying thing to him. He is so kind, caring, and loving in just the things he says and the little things he does for me like calling me each day just to see how I'm doing, sending me fun or silly videos of himself singing, rather horribly, or acting silly to make me laugh and smile. My husband has never been like that. I'm so drawn to the personality and energy of this man and how selfless he is. We've talked about seeing each other, though my current situation, I'm not sure how, or even if I should until I possibly divorce my husband. Truthfully, I've wanted to be done with my current marriage for years now, but haven't had the courage to go through with it. I care about my husband and I love him in a sense that I want him to change his ways and be happy in life, but I do not love him anymore like a spouse should. If I could turn back time, I can't say that I wouldn't have married my husband still, as every experience we have in life makes us grow. However, I would have ended the marriage much earlier after some of the affairs I found out he was having. Why I didn't, I'll never know. I think I was too afraid to be alone. So rather than be lonely, I decided to subject myself to his abuse and infidelity. I never ever thought I'd be cheating on my spouse, let alone to the strong emotional degree that it has become. I want to meet Sanchez and just see where things could lead with him, but that would mean divorcing my husband and I'm still so afraid to do that. I'm also so worried about hurting my husband. He has nowhere to go, no one to turn to. He has cut ties with his entire family and doesn't have any friends anymore. I'm not sure if I have any advice for the listeners, but I'd love to get some advice or thoughts from others. I'm at a crossroads. I feel nothing will change in my marriage, as he was cheating on people before he and I were even together. I think it's a deep-rooted issue from his dad's infidelity and subsequent parents' divorce when he was 12. So I don't think he will change. I really want to move on, but I'm so worried about how his life will turn out if we do end our marriage. Thank you for taking the time to read my very long story. I've been so torn and desperately wanting to share it with anyone willing to lend an ear and some advice. Flora, 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 my goodness. Listening to your story, reading your story, I know a lot of women who are listening to this right now are probably thinking the same thing. And I'll be honest, his issues with not having friends or anywhere to go, that's on him. Those are choices he's made for himself. He consciously decided to cheat on you. He's constantly decided to try and isolate you from your family. And he chose to do that to himself. If the man really wanted to change, he would work on it. But you cannot fix him. You can't be responsible for him. He's an adult. He's made his own decisions, just as you're an adult and you're seeing the decisions that you're making with Sanchez. It sounds to me, yes, 
as far as infidelity goes, you have crossed the line with the emotional uh, affair and sending pictures and stuff like that. But you need to decide what's more important to you at this life. Putting Sanchez and putting your husband aside, what does Flora need? From reading your your letter, your story, first things first is you need to get out of that toxic marriage because it is bringing you down and confusing you. You are putting up with all of his bullshit and you're taking it on as though it's your fault. You seem like a very smart woman to me. You see what's happening in the pattern, but he is manipulated to the point where you feel like you're his caretaker. And if you leave, he's going to be abandoned and all these things. You know what? That was his choice. He put himself in these situations and it's not up to you to protect and take care of him. Life is short. You need to get out of this situation, but you need to do it safely. So I would suggest talking to a lawyer, even talking to a therapist, but talk to a lawyer about your rights and what you need to do. Talk to your family and get them on board for support because you're going to need it through this. If you feel he is going to hurt you, you need to talk to the lawyer and discuss restraining orders. You need to get yourself away from him. He is dangerous, I feel, as far as your emotional safety. And it sounds to me like he could be very physically dangerous as well. Just based on the things in the story you shared with being abusive, you didn't state what type of abuse, um, obviously emotional and, and mentally, but physically, sexually he has. Um, and... I don't know if it's because of what you went through as a child. You don't want him to go through it. The difference is, is you were a kid. You didn't ask to be brought into this world. You didn't ask for shitty parents. As an adult, you get to make those decisions now. That man is an adult and that man needs to figure his shit out. And you need to move on with your life and find happiness and feel safe. Those are my advice. And I know those are harsh. And I don't live in your shoes, so it's hard for me to completely understand. But all I see is a woman here who does love a person because she loves people for who they are. She feels responsible for other people. And I think those are good qualities in a person. But there's definitely a line to where it's like, no, wait a minute. Uh, I cannot continue to condone his behavior or enable him to continue feeling like he's all by himself because again he made those choices keep me posted I'm worried about you I want to make sure that you are okay and I'm not saying run away to Sanchez because you don't know him either only how you know him through online but definitely get away from your toxic situation in a healthy safe place so that you can move forward with what you need to do in your life. And as hard as it is to go through all of that and all the things he's put you through in the past, I think you're going to come out stronger and be able to look back and think, what the hell was I thinking? How did I deal with that for so long? So keep us all posted. And anybody here who's listening, if you have advice for Flora, please send an email. I will make sure she gets it. Rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. And if you have a story you would like to share, again, shoot me a message. I can go over the process with you. Thank you so much for being here. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with a new episode about Anne 
and tune into Let's Ponder with Rebecca Adams, I believe, on the 10th of September. Um, unless you're a Patreon subscriber, then it would be on the 7th. And it's about a local DJ in the Portland, Oregon area that I grew up listening to. And uh, he shares everything that happened being a part of a well-known radio station in town and being exposed to partying and all those fun things. So it's a very enlightening, interesting story. So if you haven't listened to Let's Ponder with Rebecca Adams, be sure to subscribe. And then I'm starting a new part, two, new two, I can't talk, two-part episode on Patreon about Bones and about what he went through when his wife had cheated on him and how their relationship is now. So be sure to subscribe if you haven't. On Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity, I share stories of women who have been unfaithful to their spouse or partner. I give them a safe space to be able to explain what happened and why they chose the direction of infidelity. But I also feel it is just as important to understand what the betrayed husband or partner faced when he uncovered the truth. I think a day or two later is when she fucked her professor. A few weeks later, she confessed to me that she had sexual intercourse with Pat, her advisor. She claimed it was just once, though I don't know if I believe that. She certainly had a several-month emotional affair with him at the very least. It struck me that she sounded so nonchalant in telling me. Over the next several months, I had emotions like nothing I have experienced before or since. To hear exclusive stories of the men's discovery of female infidelity in their relationship, have early access to regular episodes ad-free and more extras, subscribe to my Patreon by visiting my website, rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. Subscription pledges start as low as only $4 a month. You have been listening to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Your support of Raw Truth Podcasts is truly appreciated. When you visit the website rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com, you will find the story guides to help form your story, where you can subscribe to Patreon for exclusive episodes, and to vote for the podcast to be in the Hot 50 Countdown for Podcast Magazine. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to my other podcast, Let's Ponder with Rebecca Adams, where taboo topics are discussed. To submit your female infidelity story, share feedback, or have general questions about the show, please email rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com.